Hey, and welcome to Epistle, a devotional podcast that goes through the New Testament one book at a time. We're in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, starting in verse 20 for today's episode. Then Jesus began to denounce the towns where he had done so many of his miracles because they hadn't repented of their sins and turned to God. What sorrow awaits you, Chorazin and Bethsaida? For if the miracles I did in you had been done in wicked Tyre and Sidon, their people would have repented of their sins long ago, clothing themselves in burlap and throwing ashes on their heads to show their remorse. I tell you, Tyre and Sidon will be better off on the day of judgment than you. And you people of Capernaum, will you be honored in heaven? No, you will go down to the place of the, of the dead. For if the miracles I did for you had been done in wicked Sodom, it would still be here today. I tell you, even Sodom will be better off on judgment day than you. At that time, Jesus prayed this prayer. O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. Yes, Father, it pleased you to do it this way. My Father has entrusted everything to me. No one truly knows the Son except the Father, and no one truly knows the Father except the Son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. The theme of this passage, if you haven't picked up on it, is unrepentance and the impact that sin has on the lives of people who refuse to believe the message that Jesus has to share. And this is worth pointing out that in every city that Jesus has been to in this part of his ministry, there are people who don't believe, even despite all of the miracles and in spite of all the teaching and the healing and the casting out of demons, there are people who don't believe. And at face value, as Jesus starts calling out these towns that are full of people that don't believe, it seems to be that he is hinting that there are worse tiers of punishment, as you consider Tyre and Sidon and even Sodom, right? All of these terrible, wicked cities that remained in unbelief and were eventually destroyed through judgment. Uh, we have this maybe this little hint that there are worse punishments than others. But ultimately, that's a topic for a different podcast. We're not going to get into that today. But today, we're going to focus on ultimately and finally, what is the final punishment at the end of the day for those who remain in unbelief, for those who do not believe the message of Jesus and its separation from God? If, if there's tears, if there's not, doesn't matter. The final and ultimate punishment is that we are separated from God. For all of eternity. This is what hell is. And Jesus is pointing out that as these people remain in unbelief, this is their punishment. They were exposed to the raw truth of God. This was as pure as it can get. It is the Messiah himself coming and doing these miracles and preaching and proclaiming the good news to them. And still they remained in unbelief. And it's in, in light of that, Jesus is pointing out that If there had been that kind of opportunity in these cities, things would be different. Jesus then also points out in verse 25 through 26, this wonderful little prayer as Jesus celebrates God's will and design for how truth is revealed to people. The people who understand it are not who you would expect, right? They are not the educated or trained or powerful or wealthy or influential, right? You uh, the, the translation we're reading, again, is the New Living Translation, and I love that word, uh, how Jesus describes them, those who think themselves wise and clever, 
right? These are not the people who have everything intellectually all put together. The truth of God is revealed to those who have the same kind of faith and reliance that a child has. And as we consider how we learn about God, what we know about God, this is all through the work and revelation of the Holy Spirit. And as he does his work in our lives, we learn more and more about God, which is why Jesus celebrates the way that God chooses to reveal the truth about him to us. It's through the childlike. Jesus then shares at the end of the passage we're looking at today a very, very familiar verse about the yoke that Jesus would have us to share and to bear. And the invitation for Jesus is for anyone and everyone, not just certain people, not just specific individuals, but the invitation from Jesus to believe is going out to everyone. And what does he offer? He offers us relief from the burden of sin. There's a book out there called Pilgrim's Progress, and maybe you're familiar with it, but in that book, there is a man named Christian. And for a fair portion of this book, he is burdened with this gross weight that's on his back. And as he continues to go through this journey, this weight continues to bear down on him and bog him down and almost destroys him entirely. And what Jesus does is he offers to take that weight from us and replaces that weight with something else. He relieves us from the burden of sin and instead hands us a yoke. Now, for those of you who are familiar with farming, you know what a yoke is. For those of you who don't, I'd encourage you, there's a lot of great YouTube videos and even just a quick Google search will show you what a yoke is. This is a tool for teaching oxen or cows how to pull a sled or some kind of other farming equipment. Yokes are tools for training, instruction, and work. And they only hurt the animals if they start pulling against them. The yoke that Jesus gives us here is a yoke that is easy. And this burden is light. And Jesus offers us rest for our souls. So as we consider today's text, as we consider the revelation that God gives us and the unrepentance that is evident in all of the cities that Jesus has been to, the question for us to consider is how does Jesus' yoke provide us with the rest for our souls? Thanks for listening to Epistle. You can find, follow, and give feedback on our Instagram page at E underscore Pistle. You can find all of the episodes for this podcast wherever you get your podcasts, and please feel free to share them with a friend. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.